No, it's absolutely crazy. It's mind blowing. Like I can't explain any other experience that's like going to funnel hacking live. Like you don't even have to sleep. It's like four whole days of just like this amazing support and loving community. And it's crazy. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back, Money Talkers. I have a very special guest for you guys today. I have Kalina Reynolds, and uh, she is a very young entrepreneur. Uh, she's known in the two comma, or, I'm sorry, in the uh, in the ClickFunnels community, and uh, she has a new company called Juniorpreneur, where she's helping teens and helping uh, kids uh, really learn about entrepreneurship, learn about successful mindsets. And so we've got her on as a guest today because. We're going to get to see it from the other side, not just as the parents, but as the kids who, and especially someone who's been so successful, so young. And uh, I'm really excited to have her on here. Uh, thank you for joining us, Kalina. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and so excited to be on your podcast. This is going to be awesome. Oh, I'm stoked too. So I want to jump right real quick into this. Is that like, how did you get to be an entrepreneur at your age and what age did you start at? Yeah. So... I had always kind of had entrepreneurial tendencies my entire life. Um, I started selling like friendship bracelets to people at my school and I made like crocheted hats and jewelry and just a bunch of different stuff. And then in 2018, my mom took me to my first Funnel Hacking Live, which was in Orlando. And I had no clue who Russell Brunson was or what ClickFunnels was, I thought she was talking about Richard Branson, the plane guy. And I was like, <laughs> the we're, plane go guy. <laughs> we're going to see Virgin Airlines? Like, I was so confused. And then I go to my first Funnel Hacking Live. And of course, it's a life-changing experience. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I like, yeah, I have to do this. So I started doing affiliate marketing. And that's kind of like how I got my feet wet into all the ClickFunnels and entrepreneurial world. And then I had an Instagram agency and then I've progressed to having my juniorpreneur business and I have an ebook and a course now. So that's how I got started. And my mom's always been an entrepreneur. And so she raised me to have a very entrepreneurial mindset. Well, so, so people that don't know about what Funnel Hacking Live is, because up until a year ago, I had no clue idea what uh, ClickFunnels was. And I have to tell yeah. you, I had the exact same experience in Nashville where I was just like, there's 5,000 people in here and the energy yes. is insane. No, it's absolutely crazy. It's mind blowing. Like I can't explain any other experience that's like going to funnel hacking live. Like you don't even have to sleep. It's like four whole days of just like this amazing support and loving community. And it's crazy. 
Well, for somebody like me too, I've been going to conferences for 20 years and mm-hmm. I like loathe them. I can't, I hate going to conferences because yeah. you go there and you're in the same bucket with all these people that are kind of in your industry, but they're not there to help you. Right. You no. Know? And so it's always like, it's like a, um, you know, it's like a big business card exchange and no one's there to really help you. So it's just both yeah. small talk and everything else. But Funnel Hacking Live was like, 5,000 people in your industry all wanting to help you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it absolutely changed my life. And I had never been around such a supportive community, like going to school and just being raised in life or raised in this like dog eat dog kind of world. And it's like, you know, you step on people to get where you want to go. And then I got into the funnel hacker community and it just opened my eyes to how amazing people are. And like, everybody is just so willing to help you get where you want to go. That's awesome that you had that experience because, you know, I think a lot of uh, young people might be intimidated to go to something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think what Russell did with Unlock the Secrets has been absolutely amazing and is going to be an amazing gateway to get more kids and teens involved. And then me and a bunch of my friends, we're just all so excited for the future and the junior funnel hackers. Oh, that's cool. So you're, uh, is there, is there a community now for junior, junior funnel hackers? Um, there is, there's a small community. We're growing. I'm really good friends with Bella Marsh who, um, her mom does mobile home millions. They hit like $10 million through a funnel last year. And I just had an interview with Catherine Page yesterday who her mom is in the two comma club collective group and she's starting a podcast and then Kayla Maddox and, I have a friend, his name's Tennessee, and he's 15 and doing 80K a month through his funnel. And there's like, yeah, there's, we're finding each other in the crevices of the community. And we're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) That is fantastic. That's so cool. And so um, as we kind of pivot to this, so like what, what has kind of driven you into doing the juniorpreneur? Um, So to sum it up in a short sentence, basically I I wanted to become the person that I wished I would have had when I was younger. So I see so many people my age that um, have so much drive and ambition, but are bogged down by society and school and all these fixed mindsets. And so they, they have depression or anxiety or or they don't, they don't know how to get to where they want to go in life and they don't have a role model that's relatable for them. And basically I just wanted to become that person. I struggled a lot with depression and anxiety when I was younger. And like, I would have, I would have done anything to just have someone be there for me that understood what I was going through. So that was, I just, I wanted to be that person for other kids. That's fantastic. You know, and I think, um, I think one of the mindsets for my generation and the parents type deal is that they look down and say, well, the kids don't, you know, the kids today are lazy or they don't want to learn or they don't want to be something, you know, they're not like me, like they're all driven. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of where that whole like, okay, boomer thing came out. Yeah. (laughs) I thought was absolutely hilarious because I was just, you know, that, that just cracked me up. But, um, you know, but they don't realize like their parents said the same things about them. You know, and so I was asked the other day, you know, like, what do you think about not teaching personal finance in high school? Because they say that personal finance is better taught at home and 
because it's not very efficient at school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how efficient is not teaching it? Right. Right. Like we don't give right. our kids the opportunities and they're like, well, you're, you're limiting their, their mindsets of people that like, that want to learn like how to be an entrepreneur or how to, uh, how to manage money or how to be successful or how to have a successful mindset. Like if you're, if you're not giving them the tools at all, right? like you're getting 0% efficiency, you know? Right. Like all throughout high school, there's this quote and it's like kids who go to school, just visit life sometimes. And it's like, you go the, you go through high school. And then when you turn 18, you just get pushed into the world and life. And you don't know any skills. If your parents haven't made the conscious choice to teach them to you themselves. And so I think like Europe has one of the best education systems. So I've heard, I have a lot of European friends and in high school, they get to kind of like go into what they want to do in life more. Like it's college, like they specify their career in um, high school. And I think that's super cool. And I mean, why would you not want to teach kids life skills? Like yeah. what, what is the downside to that? Well, that's, that's my whole thing is like, I, you know, I kind of laugh, like I had a pottery class in high school. Like I, yeah. made, I made coil coasters and I had a wood shopping class where I made a, a, a cutting board and I'm like, how come nobody told me how to buy a house, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, and, yeah and do taxes and just yeah. simple Or how things. my credit cards are going to, you know, what, what paying 20 something percent on a balance does to me over my lifetime or why I need a good credit score. Like none of that stuff was ever talked about, you know? No, and, and then you so, just have to go out and like learn it either by fault or. The lessons are coming. No, yeah. you're either going to be, you're either going to, it's, it's, you're going to take tests, right? You're going to take money tests your whole life. And so you're either going to be able to study for them beforehand or you're not going to get to study for them, but the, you don't know when the test is, but it will come. Right. Exactly. You know? And so why wouldn't we want our, uh, our younger people educated around that? Because I haven't met anybody that I've talked to about this that was like, yeah, you know what? I'm really glad they didn't teach that in school. I know. <laughs> it's know? like if the student debts statistics don't show you how much we need to teach finance and life skills in high school. I don't know what does. Like I know people in their sixties that are still paying off their student debt loans. And it's like, so put it this way, there's more student debt than credit card debt or yeah. car, loan, car loan debt. Cars are thirty to $40,000. Yeah. And there's more student debt than car loan debt. Like, right. It's insane. It's just, um, and you know, like, they're guaranteeing the loans and you can't get out of them. So no. most of the time with lenders, when they're lending money, like they have to consider, well, okay, if this person only goes to school for three and a half years and doesn't get a degree, they're basically no better off than they were three and a half years ago, except for now they have $80,000 in debt and they don't tell them, right. like, oh, you don't have to make any payments. Like that is such a shysty loan tactic because they're collecting interest on that right. entire time. And so when you come out, you're like, oh, I only borrowed 20 grand. And they're like, no, you owe 40. Like what? Like you know, they don't they don't understand these concepts, and so you're lent you're literally predatory lending to people that aren't educated about borrowing money. Exactly, and then selling them that this is the way that you're going to be successful when you're just getting a piece of paper. I mean, if you're a doctor or a lawyer, please go to college. But if you're going to be like a marketer or you know, it's like there's so many better routes. Yeah. And ten, I call those intentional degrees, right? If you're going to go for an intentional degree, right. by all means, it's a, it's the only route to get to those right. kind of careers. Um, 
you know, if you want to be a teacher, you can't just drop out and like learn how to be a teacher on YouTube. Like, you, right. really have to, like, <laughs> you know, they have standardized yeah. testing, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, if you want to be a doctor, it's like, you know, oh, well, I took a Groupon course, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, so, you know, there's, there's intentional degrees that, and I, and I believe that, you know, college a lot of times is, is a lot of, uh, it's really showing for large company hiring that you're able to stay at something for three to four years and have commitment. And it's a lot less about what you learn. Mm -hmm. Like what you mentioned, you know, if you're going into the, into digital age education systems, Mm -hmm. I mean, digital age uh, careers, uh, you can self-teach a lot and use communities. And there's all these things out there that people never knew before that don't cost you $80,000 to learn from. And that's better curriculum too. Like, um, I know Marie Larson, Steve Larson's little sister, she had this huge podcast or has this huge podcasting company and she like Steve introduced her to um, Russell and Funnel Hacking Live halfway through her business degree, I think. And she was, she finished her business degree and Russell was like, why, why didn't you just drop out? And Marie was like, well, I'm halfway done. So I guess I'll finish it now. But Marie told me that the stuff they teach in marketing and business school and college is literally 10 years out of date compared to Russell's stuff. Yeah. I, I, um, so, uh, you know, I used to tell people, they're like, well, you know, you got a chemistry degree. Well, fine. Make plastic. They're like, oh, yeah. They're like, I don't know how. Like, of course you don't know how. Like, you didn't learn that, you know? Right. And so it's almost, it's almost like real estate agents. You know, I had, I had a real estate company at one time, and they would real estate agent come in and be like, oh, I just got my uh, real estate license. I'm like, great. How do you sell real estate? They're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like you know all these yeah. laws and things which are important, but they're still like, you don't know how to do. Right. And so the act, the the learning and power is not in the knowledge. The learning and power is in acquiring the knowledge and taking the action. Right. So sometimes taking action provides the knowledge and sometimes you need the knowledge ahead of time, but you have to take action to those things. And most people, I think it's 80, 80 it's in the eighties percentage wise. Don't work in the field. They got a degree in. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes. <laughs> and so, um, but I think what you're doing, uh, like you, you mentioned striving to be the role model for kids to find, um, an avenue of being an entrepreneur or exploring the possibilities that are out there is very, very commendable. Mm-hmm. So Thank I think, you. yeah, I think what you're doing is very commendable because as you said, you saw a problem where you didn't have someone to look to. And when, imagine if you hadn't taken that trip down to Orlando to meet Richard right. Branson, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the plane guy, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, imagine if you hadn't taken that trip, right? And you hadn't stepped into your fears or you hadn't stepped in or listened to your mom that was like, no, you need to go. And you're like, no, yeah. mom, I'm not going, you know? And you're like, no, you went and you saw this whole community and it opened your eyes, but you were just given the opportunity. And so if we were able to do that and more kids can hear about ways to do things or more people can look up to someone like yourself, I think that, the, you know, it changes the world. Yeah, well, that and I just want to teach kids that it's possible to do whatever they want to do in life. Like, I think something people don't understand about the Gen Z's or my generation is that we are the most like technologically advanced quickest learners yet or that's at least my personal opinion like this is a really weird analogy but look at Jojo Siwa she's like 16 and makes 10 million dollars a year and 
all these kids have like millions of followers on TikTok and have all these YouTube channels that have millions of followers and are making tons of money. And I just, I want to be able to show kids that you don't have to go through the rat race of life and get a nine to five job just because that's what your parents want you to do. You can do anything you want to do in life and make tons of money doing it. Yeah. I would say this though too, it takes time though, right? Mm, you know, yes. Cases. And so you can't, you know, we look at the Instagram world, right? And yep. it's like, oh, this guy made, you know, a million dollars overnight or Jojo Siwa, right? There's a, yeah. my daughter was really into her a few years ago and Jojo Siwa bows and all that fun stuff, right? Yeah. So that wasn't an overnight success. No, she'd it wasn't. Been singing and, and, you know, she'd been doing little local shows and like mall shows and her church or whatever. And like, and trying to perform and you know what she was probably really bad at it because no one yeah. starts off really good at everything right and right. so but she had to you know for using the term like she had to grind right and she had to cut her teeth and, and perform and be bad at something so that she could be good at it to build that empire you know right. it's um yeah and, and i think um our society has become so addicted to those like quick dopamine releases just like you were talking about like if we want to go on Instagram right now, it takes us what half of a like millisecond. We just pop up on Instagram and look up whatever we want to look up, and um, and delayed gratification is the name of the game for sure. And yeah. yeah, it it takes a long it takes a long time to get where you want to go in life, and um, but enjoying the journey is the key because yeah. if you don't enjoy the journey, you're gonna get to the outcome and be like this is it. Wow. Okay. Well, this is, this is interesting, you know? So learning to, um, learning to enjoy where you're at in life for sure. Yeah. You gotta, um, you realize, uh, that the journey is actually a lot more than the end game. It's a lot more fun. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Know? And it's yeah. so hard to see that. Cause we're like, we just want to be like successful and we just want to be where we picture ourselves to be. And then we ruin this I don't remember. It was some philosopher like Socrates or somebody that was like, we often ruin our dreams because we fantasize about them so much. And it's like, we, we can't like make up this false expectation of what our life should be. We just have to add on 1% every single day. That's, that's huge. And so um, I'll give you some advice that I had from one of the best I had a manager for this bank I worked for and he probably doesn't know this, but he was like the, like the most impactful person for me in business ever. And so, mm -hmm. uh, but one of the things he told me, he said, you know, uh, he, he would constantly tell me that I was not good at sales. And I was like, wow, dude. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I am head and shoulders above your entire team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like all my numbers. And he was like, yeah, but you're not good at it. You know? And he said, do you read business books or do you read sales books? And I was like, no, I don't read sales books. And he was like, why not? And I said, because they all say the same thing, man. I was like, I get, you know, very little out of it. He goes, well, you think you could get 2% better? And I was like, all right, I can say that, you know, I get 2%, you know? And he was like, well, he goes, then how come you don't read five books a year? And in 10 years from now, you'll be a hundred percent better salesperson than you are now. Mm. I was kind of like, well, I never really thought of the long game, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of changed my mindset of like, no, I'm really good at it now. And he's like, yeah, but how good could you be in 10 years from now? Yeah. You know, and so uh, I think that's part of where, you know, what you're talking about that you got to have some patience, but it's, you got to want to enjoy that you're, that you're struggling because that struggle helps you to seek out the best ways to do things. 
right. and more creatively, but two, um, you can't get a hundred percent better at one shot. Like you you have to right. go one, two, three, four, you have to get all the way yeah. better at it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and then look back a year from now. Yeah. And I would tell you for, for yourself, like if you look back a year from now where you're at right now, you're going to be like, I didn't know anything. Right? Yeah, if you look I back a year, all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why? Why did I think I was so great? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it gets and it gets worse and worse. So like, but the good news is, is that if you do that and you look back, then that means you're growing. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so um I would I so I have a question for you. Um, we're talking okay. about the outlook for, you know, our personal selves, right? But if you had some advice for uh, parents, mm-hmm. you know, for Gen Zs, and um, from your from your perspective, like what would you say to the parents that are looking for ways to help their kids and open those doors and those avenues for talking about personal finance and talking about entrepreneurship and talking about successful mindsets? Yeah, the biggest way I've learned to influence kids is for sure community the power of seeing someone else that's their age doing what they want to do or what the parents would like them to be interested in. So obviously getting them involved in like reading self-help books and um, watching some entrepreneurial videos. And like one of my tips is to pay your kids to read self-help books and then them write a report on it. And that and then my mom we used to play cash flow for kids the board game this is like super old um by robert kiyosaki and i don't know if that had an impact on me but i think it did and so my mom used to read and tell me all these entrepreneurial things and i think one of the biggest things my parents did for me is they involved me evolved me or involved me in a lot of um adult things that parents don't normally do like whenever they do their taxes they're always like Kalina come over here look what we're doing we're doing our taxes getting our receipts out and even though I was like okay oh they're a lot more excited about it than I am (laughs) yeah I'm like wow this is great they just involved me in a lot of stuff they're like this is a credit card this is what you do with it you pay it off and then you get bonuses and then this is a debit card and this is what you do so involving kids and then community like even if you do stuff and they're not interested in it, it still plants the seed, right? Mm-hmm. So bringing to them to live events and um, showing them videos of other kids and showing them videos of entrepreneurs and yeah, just involving them in what you're doing and involving them in the community. You know, I'm really glad you said that because I find that one of the false beliefs for parents that they don't want to talk to their kids about I don't know, let's just call it money, right? It's because it's money talkers. So they don't want to talk to their kids about money, right? right. And it's all the different avenues because they overlook the things that they think that they should just know, like debit cards and right. cards. And like, you know, if you don't, it, you're already a financial, you know, you already have personal finance that you can bring to the table for kids because they're starting from zero knowledge. And so the things that you take for granted are just simple things that you know, like you really yep. talk to them about the strategies of using them you know, okay. and like mm-hmm. you mentioned, like with credit cards, you know, like, okay, so if you take a statement and show, I, I spoke recently to um, a lot of seventh graders, right? And I said, uh, I showed them my Lowe's uh, statement. So like, I have a real estate business where I flip houses. And so I use my Lowe's card because I get 
points and discounts and all this stuff. And so I talked to them about like, okay, I have a $3,000 balance because I forgot to pay it off. I never, ever do. Like I'm really adamant about it. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I'm like, so now I'm like, why do you think they offer you a discount when you're already at the counter to buy something? Yeah. Right. Like what would be the business idea to be like, Oh, save 10% or save 5%. Right. Like yep. that's really bad business. If you think about it. So what would be the reason to do that? And it's because they're making more off of you multiples. So my 3000 or my, I'm sorry, it was a 20, like a $2,300 bill. If I made the minimum payment, it was going to take 18 years and it, I had to pay back $7,300. So they were literally making three times the amount of money on me if I just made minimum payments. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And like I, so many people say, well, I hate money. Okay. Well, first of all, you hate what money does to people. You don't hate money. You can't hate an it's a piece of paper. You can't hate paper. Um, and money's an energy. Like it's the, it's the resistance thing. I'm about to get like really hippie talk right now, but <laughs> things don't flow if there's resistance obviously in it. And so if you don't teach your kids that the energy of money and money is a good thing, but you can't let it control your life then how, how will they ever know? I think one of the things our society would benefit so much from is just learning to have a money-making mindset. And like- Well, I, so taking that, I would start off with what, why do they think that in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. So I can tell you this, I've had money and I've not had money <laughs> in extreme yeah. situations. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I can do a lot more good in the world if I have money in my pockets, right? right. So just because, um, and I think that a lot of people feel that there's only a finite amount of money, right? There's only like, like if, if I get a dollar, that means Kalina doesn't get a dollar, right? right. It doesn't really work that way. Right. Like we can produce, you know, we can produce more goods. We can produce more uh, assets for people. We can produce more services to take care of people and right. solve more problems. But it also, you can use money for good sources too, you know? There are charitable right. things that you can do and that... Uh, and you can help people uh, pull themselves out of bad situations, right. you know, by, by being that example, like you talked about, you know, that's why I asked you, like, one of the things that, like, what should you do as a parent, like, show them examples of people doing good things, their age, yep. and, you know, and so I yeah. think, that, I think that that would be a challenge that's, uh, someone says, hey, you know, like, money's evil, it's yeah. not, like, it's just, and then that's your perception of it. Right you know? Right. And, um, yeah, like, sorry, I was thinking, I, I lost my <laughs> thought. I was like, I was gonna say something and then I was like, what was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but that's, so I, that's why I really, like what I said earlier, it's very commendable what you're doing is that you're, uh, you're showing kids, you're not putting that belief on them that they can't be entrepreneurs, but they can. Right, right, right. Absolutely. You right. know? Yeah. And I remembered what I was going to say. Um, there's a quote that one of my mentors says, and it's the world is a playground. You just have to have enough money to play on it. And um, like, I think the secret to fulfillment and joy in life is contribution and you can contribute with money, right? Like you said, charity and feeding the homeless and helping a single mom. And that all involves money. Well, on top of that, so, you know, as you say, like money is really just a transfer of value, right? Right. So if I am bringing you 
And this is where kind of abundance comes in. But like, if I'm bringing you, you know, a life changing, you know, event to you, like, what is that worth to you? Yeah. So you you mentioned, you know, being younger and and having depression and that kind of stuff. And then you saw funnel hacking live and we're like, your eyes and your brain just went, right. And it's like, wait, 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 there's all these people that see things differently. right? Right. Well, whatever that ticket was that they had to make money to sell it to you was right. way worth it, I'm guessing, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, so, yeah. and so, you know, there, it's just a transfer of, of values. And so um, if you're out there and producing your message and producing things that are helping people and because you make money because of that, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? you know, because yeah. you could have, you could have still been stuck in that same uh, mentality, you know, to, to previously where you hadn't been there to, to, you know, open up your eyes on it. Right. And there's, so many people that are doing great things with yeah. money and contributing to the world with money. So, yeah, no, I think that's a really great point and I appreciate you bringing that up. And so, um, you know, what is your, so I guess what it is, so what is your main goal of, of, with a uh, juniorpreneur, uh, in the next, you know, three to six to nine months? Like, do you have, have you been setting out, um, business goals. This is where my, my business acumen, I'm, I'm trying to take the hat off and just be an interviewer, but I also want to kind of like dig into it with you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, well, my overall like umbrella goal is to impact kids, obviously kids and teens. I want to, um, teach them about entrepreneurship and help them overcome anxiety and depression and help them start successful businesses. And then in the next three to six to nine months, obviously, I would like to um, have my like course slash university um, thriving and which thriving looks like, you know, I'd say 200 people in my program um, and I teach high level entrepreneurs. So I go, I like the quality over quantity route. So um yeah, and basically just mentoring their kids and helping their kids with life. So tell us about your, your university. Yeah, so, okay, I don't know if I should say this yet because it's not launched yet. <laughs> um, but it's going to be a little bit like the inner circle where I have 10 people, 10 parents and all their kids, and I basically just transform their entire life. I have one-on-one sessions with them and we'll be doing live events. I live in Austin. So this is like the live event Mecca. And yeah, I'm like taking you through mindset and life and relationships and how to have a successful business and how to just be the best person you can possibly be. So it's just every area of your life. And it's, a select group of people. That is sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's it's a work in progress, but it's that's the end goal. Well, I think too. So I'm a big Stephen Covey fan, and um, one of the things that uh, he had one of his main principles was that when you learn something, it's your responsibility to teach it to a couple more people. Yes. Right? And there's yep. a couple reasons for that. One, you can't kind of learn something and teach it. Right. right. Yeah. And so two, so it makes you solidify it in your brain, but two, you get a lot more out of teaching than you do learn. Yes. Right. Yeah. I've noticed as I'm getting my curriculum together and helping people and mentoring 
yeah, like you said, you learn so much by having to repeat it and like regurgitate all the stuff you've been like packing into your brain than just, than just like reading it all. And you'll, you'll see it in your business as well. So what'll happen is as you teach it, um, you also can't be a hypocrite because it won't right. sit well with you inside. So when right. you have decisions to make, when you're teaching the programs, you'll know what decisions to make. So your business will thrive by trying to help other business people. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and that's, uh, that's one of the secrets that I think a lot of people don't realize. And it's not, um, you know, you mentioned dog eat dog world, right? And I use a different analogy. I use the, the, the crab theory, right? So with crabs, you can throw them all into a bucket and you don't have to put a lid on it because mm. when the crabs try to crawl out, the other ones will grab it and rip it down. Really? I did yeah. not know that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so crabs literally can't get themselves out of a bucket because of wow. that, because they, they just, they tear each other down. Right. And so um, the flip side of that is if all the crabs work together, they would all escape. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like, they don't, no, you're not escaping if I can't escape. And so they're right. down. Right. But if they just work together, they all could go back and, and jump out of the bucket, you know? And so right. uh, there's a two ways to look at the world in my mind. And so you right. can either be in the crab mentality or you can be in the, uh, in, in the strategy that you're taking where you're going to take these 10 sets of families and entrepreneurs and, those, and kids and all that kind of stuff. You're going to see what you get is going to be insane because you're going to be now harnessing 10 sets, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it'll, it'll, I think it'll really help to propel you, which will be pretty awesome. For sure. And just like what you said about the crab analogy where everybody te tears each other down, there's anything I've learned from playing sports and being an athlete, it's that you, if you are in competition with other people, you will never get anywhere. You might get like, like a tiny bit farther, but that will get you nowhere. You have to be in competition with yourself and constantly be challenging yourself and overcoming your false beliefs and your doubts and your worries. And I'm not, I'm not in competition with my competitors. I'm in competition with my mindset. Yeah. Make the world better. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I really appreciate that point. And I think we're going to wrap up on that spot right there. And so I just, I really want to thank you for coming on um, and sharing from your point of view and from the Gen Z generation uh, to the money talker community. And so if parents uh, want to get their kids involved, I think they couldn't find a better person to uh, bring their kids in to learn from and to see the things that you're doing, because I think you're doing an awesome job. Uh, where is the best place to find more about Colina uh, Reynolds? Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Thank you for all that. So um, on Facebook, Colina Reynolds, send me a friend quest. And on Instagram, at Juniorpreneur is my business name. And at Colina Donnell is my personal Instagram. And then JuniorpreneurLearn.com to get my free 10-page cheat sheet on how to raise a confident and unstoppable kid. And those are my links. <laughs> well, I am going to be downloading that and giving that to my daughter uh, later this afternoon because uh, she's eight and she is all about uh, entrepreneurship and learning businesses. Oh my like goodness. That. That's so awesome. I would love to connect with her as well. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, I would definitely like to do that. She, um, so she's been uh, 
now when I put her to bed at night, instead of, she used to ask for stories all the time. And now she asks for business lessons. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so awesome. (laughs) It's so cute. And like, it makes me just like, like beam when she's doing that stuff. (laughs) Like proud entrepreneurial parent moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, maybe I was influencing her a little bit too much. (laughs) But she, but she's, uh, so, but she, she sees me and she'll come in instead of saying like, how much did you sell or you know, how much did you do? Now she asks me, she'll say, how many people did you help? Wow. So she gets it that that's what the goal is with money talkers is that it's to further, you know, to, to help society and to help yeah. you know, change people's lives in the best way. And, and so hopefully that's, it's sinking in with that uh, for her, because I think if you bring if you focus on impact instead of value that or impact instead of uh, income, uh, the income falls along. So right. that's I'm powerful about that. Well, I appreciate that offer and, uh, and guys come check us out in the high impact episode. Uh, thanks again. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of money talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids' financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.